Hey guys, you're listening to Caffeine Problems with me, Jacqueline Smith. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the show. This week, we're going to tackle something that I've been experiencing in my real life, which is conversations with people about how they pull the trigger on this cool thing that they want to do, or maybe not cool thing that they want to do, but they really feel like they need to do. I've had conversations with people about starting their podcast, but this could also apply to that book that you want to write or that side hustle you want to start. I hate the word hustle, but here we are. Or even something kind of like bigger and a little darker, like deciding to leave your partner or getting out of a toxic relationship, leaving a toxic work environment. Anything that you believe will leave you open to criticism. My thing is I don't think the how is really the question. It's not how do I physically start a podcast? That's really freaking easy. (laughs) You open up the Anchor app, which is where this podcast is coming to you from. It's literally one app. You record what you want to say. You edit it a little bit and you shove it out there. The how is always much easier than we think it is. How to write a book. There's different techniques, there's nuance, there's the knock it all out in one foul swoop approach, there's a little bit each day approach. The how is very, very easy to access. That information is very readily available on the internet or through friends or contacts that you have that might have gone through the same thing, especially when we're talking about something like divorce or leaving your job. There's plenty of people who have been through that that probably handled it in a way that you admired. Reach out to them. So the how isn't really ever an issue. It's what kind of mindset do we need to adopt in order to be able to do this? I have a brilliant, beautiful friend who wants to start a podcast, who has a couple episodes recorded, but then the perfectionism kicks in and she doesn't release them. She's one of the most professional coaches that I know. She's got all of her shit on lock already. But she's still worried about being judged for putting out these episodes or not being expert enough or not being professional enough. My thoughts immediately went to another friend that I have, kind of more of an acquaintance, who started their own business. Most of the content or the offerings are available online. There's some like tangible things, but most of it's online. And they came out of the gate with like all of the right branding, brand colors, brand font, a completely new aesthetic for all of their social. They got on some really major, nailed some really major podcast interviews, nailed as and landed them. Um, Like came out the gate the way that we all wish that we could come out of the gate with our ideas and our projects if we just had a ton of money to throw at it. I have no idea what this person's resources were, but they came out looking pristine. The optics were like this person was ready. They were here they were professional AF, but then the content itself, there's a caliber of content that you can only make when you've made 10,000 shows. There is a way that you sell, if we're talking about like side hustle or entrepreneurship, there's a way that you sell after you've sold a hundred things that you don't sell, that you can't see the approach to when you haven't sold anything yet. So what happened was there was this huge release, this big ta-da, this big birthing of this project into the world, but the content couldn't hold up to the level of hoopla around the planning and everything else. 
and it was by no means my acquaintance's fault. It's And again, it's exactly what we all wish that we could do right out of the gate, have everything look and feel and be perfect. And then the content that came out that was absolutely this person's A game just wasn't at the level of this like huge corporation branding that they had around everything. So there was a dissonance that was really troublesome for the consumer. And they're still plugging away. They're doing amazing. I'm super proud of them. But the the company look and feel and the way that this person is carrying on about the business, because we're we all have to make content, right? If you're doing anything online, you have to be the one creating content. There's still a dissonance between the amount of likes, comments, people signing up for stuff, and the way that this person is talking about the company, the caliber of like all of the branded stuff coming out, you know. So is that a big deal? No, but I'm just talking about this to kind of dispel that if it comes out perfectly, they will come. Nope. (laughs) If it comes out perfectly, if it births into the world with every single tick and piece of character chiseled away from it so that it is pristine, it's still going to take time for them to come. You might as well just make it anyway. Another thing I think besides that, if it's going to come out, it needs to be perfect. The whole company needs to be like somehow in working order or the whole side hustle needs to be set up or the whole book needs to be plotted out and the writer's room created and the publisher lined up and all of this stuff before I write the book. So that mentality is one way in which we sabotage ourselves. Another way in which we get in our own way is we're afraid of what other people are going to say. Now, I heard this in a podcast once and I think I've said it before here, but when we talk about I'm worried about what everybody is going to think, everybody is usually about five to six people in our head because you don't actually in your heart of hearts care about what like Susie281, <laughs> you know, on IG has to say about your shit. It'll sting. Yeah, but it won't stop you. Things that have the possibility of stopping you are criticism from friends, family, people who were crappy to you in high school, your boss's elitist wife, you know, people like that. When you think about what's everybody going to think, you already know who everybody is. And this is fantastic. This is fantastic news. Because if you already know who everybody is, whether it's your mom and your ex-best friend and an old boyfriend who still creeps on you online and your boss who doesn't think that you should be doing this side hustle or whatever, if you know these are the people that are going to be problematic for you if you try and do this thing and they have criticism, you get to train yourself to not give a shit. If you want to use your powers (laughs) for good and not for evil, you can easily be like, okay, I really care what my mom is going to think about this. And this applies for like the other side of the pendulum we talked about earlier when we're talking about divorce or leaving toxic situations. Okay, really care about what my mom is going to think about this because she's my mom. That can't be the end of the inquiry. I care about what she thinks because she's my mom. Okay, cool. Well, she's also just a person, you know, who is living this life? We've talked about this before too. Like, who are you living for? Is your mom going to go to bed at night, freaked out, worried, upset every night for the rest of eternity that you're doing this thing? Or are you going to go to bed at night, anxious, unfulfilled, wondering what could happen if you just did the thing you freaking want to do for the rest of your life. It's usually option B. 
Moms get over shit. (laughs) Boyfriends get over shit. Bosses get over shit. Or they don't. And then you're liberated and you can go do your own freaking thing anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? The anxiety, the the fear of the buildup is usually so much longer, so much more drawn out, so much more dramatic and more of a big deal than if we actually just did the thing. I have restarted this podcast three times. And every time I restart it, I know, I know with certainty that there are going to be people out there that are like, Jesus, why can't Jackie just be like a normal person? Why is Jackie trying to be special? What is her deal? Like, why can't she just stick to one thing and do it? No one's had the balls to say that to my face, mind you. So I have no proof of this. So if I don't even have proof of the thing that I am so afraid of happening, why would I not do my podcast anyway? This need for perfection, this need for no conflict in anything that we decide to do is really holding us back. I mean, honestly, like, I don't like talking about myself like this, but I will for the sake of making this point. I have a failed marriage. I have four children under the age of five, less than three years apart. I have sons with autism, which if you ask enough idiotic people, they think that's my fault too. I have worked every job from a coffee barista to a data entry person to a swim teacher. I have a degree in music and I now have found my niche working for a nutrition company. To any standard traditional Anglo-Saxon mom and pop, I'm a total failure. Completely. However, I'm still doing this annoying thing called living, so I might as well do whatever the fuck I want to do. I've said this probably in in tighter knit circles, but when my sons got their diagnosis, it was just like, normal isn't an option anymore. Perfection, being normal, the standard American dream, that's not something I will ever have. Thank God. Because I'm not kept up at night with what's going to happen to this community, what's going to happen to this image that I want to portray out into the world, what's going to happen to all the things that I'm trying to do to help people because I'm not perfect. Are you kidding me? Being an expert is not going to make you listened to. Not in 2020. And I don't care if you're talking about health or finances or parenting or whatever it is that you're talking about. Being an expert, having letters after your name in this day and age where trust in authority has just been demolished over the past decade. Being an expert is not going to make you more successful or create a situation where your decisions are unquestioned or your information that you're putting out or the products that you're creating or the content that you're making or the decisions that you're doing for your mental health will be unquestioned and unattested which I think is why we all want just a little bit more education just a little bit more credentials just a little it's not going to create a smoother path for you if anything it puts a bigger target on target on your back because you're supposed to be a quote-unquote expert what moves people today what gets people to change their minds if that's at all possible what gets people to spend their money on something that's going to improve their lives if you have a, a hustle that you're passionate about What gets people to back off of your decisions is your heart. People make decisions emotionally now more than ever. So if you're not being genuine to who and what you are, if you're not willing to look stupid, if you're not willing to have a season of learning 
that maybe you call a bad or failed season, you're never going to make it. Some of the podcast episodes that I get the most positive feedback on are the most scatterbrained ones that I've just been marinating about for a week. And I can't stand to listen to the ums that I say or the way that I swallow. I swallow so loud. Y'all are going to hear it now because I'm mentioning it. But but I needed to get it out. I needed to get it done. I needed to be productive. I needed to get one step closer to what it is that I want to do. And all of these steps are going to be really freaking messy. But again... I don't have a pristine image to worry about. (laughs) It's liberating. Your hot mess express is going to be someone else's resilient as fuck. Your whoops-a-days science has said that this thing that I said isn't true anymore is going to be somebody else's. Oh man, I didn't know that either. Your, yeah, I left my really crappy relationship with my kids. It was hard. We were poor, but we figured it out is going to be somebody else's oh my god you're such a fucking wonder woman you're so strong maybe i can do that too in my horrific relationship you don't have to be perfect it whatever it is the decision the side hustle the content doesn't have to be perfect you just have to get over what other people's critiques of it are and also understand that we're all just mirrors for each other that's all people really are if somebody has an issue or a criticism, if somebody has an issue or a criticism about something that you are doing, it says 10 times more about them than it does about you. And maybe that's not comforting in the moment, but that should be comforting on your 30,000 foot view of your life. Usually when women in particular get mad at other women for doing something, it's because there's a part of them that either wanted to do it or watched other people do it or was told that if they did that thing, they would be ostracized and stoned to death. And now you're doing it and that creates rage. Women don't hate other women, they hate cages. But you can't hate something invisible, so we vomited out at each other. So, point number one. (laughs) You just gotta do it and understand that it's not gonna be perfect. Two, you've gotta understand that people may and probably will have opinions about it. They don't have to go to sleep at night as you. In the long run, you will never regret doing the thing that you wanted to do as much as you will regret not doing the thing that you wanted to do because Sally wasn't going to like it. Number three, all of your fears and all of your perceived possible successes are theories until you actually do something. So this is kind of a super important one. All of your perceived fears and all of your potential successes are in your imagination until you actually do something. So if we're talking about the realm of content... If you are really passionate about skincare, like let's say you're really passionate about holistic skincare, and you think like, this is my way to help people, this is the information I need to get out into the world, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, and you don't pull the trigger because you're not an esthetician, you're not a dermatologist, you're not a whateverologist, when the truth is, the advice and the information that people actually enjoy getting from you is how you have such amazing skin and are stressed out with a billion kids and a partner. You won't understand that the keys to the castle, the way into success, is also peppering in stuff about your motherhood and stuff about stress relief along with all the holistic skincare stuff that you want to talk about because you're just so hyper-focused on thinking you understand what people want and need from you and not actually doing anything so you can get the feedback people to tell you what they want from you 
in an entrepreneurial sense, Ryan Morant talks about this all the time in his book, uh, 12 Months to 1 Million, is the concept of you do your best research in the allotted time that you have, basically, and then you launch the product because you do not know if your product is A, as good as you think it is, or B, if only two people not it and two million people need it like you think will need it until you actually have the thing in many, many people's hands. So you wait for those first set of reviews and feedback, and then you tweak it and make it better. You can't tweak, you can't make better, you can't give, you know, free product to all of your friends indefinitely and make changes based on what two people think, right? When you're hoping to sell to two million. You have to get it out there so that you can adjust in the sense of leaving a relationship, leaving a a toxic marriage, let's say. Although the word toxic is thrown around so bad. Leaving a bad marriage, we'll just call it that. And you're convinced that if you leave this marriage, nobody else is going to want you because you've got a couple of kids and you're not as successful as you wish you were and you've got this ex and da, 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 da. that's a story that you're telling yourself. You have no proof that that is true until you are actually available for people to pursue. And I don't care if your friend Karen left her husband and she had three kids and she never remarried or never was in a partnership again. You're not Karen. You don't have any proof that the relationship that you were in is the best that you can do until you are no longer in that relationship and you have no idea the people that would perhaps be clamoring (laughs) to get a shot at being with you because you're taken You have no proof of concept in these situations until you're actually doing the thing. And you can be chasing a rabbit down the entirely wrong hole for ages, ages of wasted time because you didn't pull the trigger, because you didn't try, because you didn't trust yourself, because you didn't believe that being single could be better than being in a shitty marriage. I can tell you that it is. You didn't believe that you had enough great content about the one thing that you want to talk about to reach anybody or be successful or make any money. You didn't believe that you could launch whatever business, whatever product, whatever project, whatever philanthropic, whatever volunteer thing because it wasn't ready yet, because it wasn't perfect, because you didn't do 12 years of research so that you felt safe putting it out there. Safety and growth are usually mutually exclusive concepts. Now, there are some exceptions. This is different than a safe space, right? If you're in relationship with someone that you can trust, whether that's friendship or romantic relationships, that's a safe space. And in that scenario, you can be safe and also grow. But the growth part is not safe. It's incredibly vulnerable and doesn't feel good. And in all of these contexts that I'm giving, growth is also equal to moving forward, which is a synonym for finding happiness. We can't feel safe and get happier at the same time. Again, not the same as a safe space. Totally different things. We cannot feel safe within ourselves and relaxed and comfortable, aka numb sometimes, 
an inch closer towards being happy. You push yourself a little bit outside of the boundaries and then you reap the benefits of it. I also don't think with endeavors that you're passionate about, there's such a thing as failure. I always like redefining failure. It's a brilliant exercise. There's only lessons. Failure is usually something that other people impose on us. Failure is usually someone else's construct that we don't measure up to expectations that we don't meet, etc. I think it's something that we are taught at a very young age when we don't do the things somebody told us we're supposed to do. We run the race and we don't win, so we fail. Instead of being taught that like literally the whole point, the whole victory is getting out on the track. And if you choose to see it that way, oh, it's so different. Life is so different. Life is so different. And that's how I hope to try to teach my kids. <laughs> So keep in mind, A, nothing is going to come out perfect and you don't want it to because perfect presentation without the experience of creating a boatload of content creates a dissonance that's not any good for your, your message and what you're trying to do. B, somebody's going to have an opinion about everything that you do. It has nothing to do with you. We can't not move forward because of the possibility of the massive amount of shit people could talk about us. No one else has to go to bed as us but us. C. You can't find your right path. You can't tap into your true calling. You can't figure out how to be as effective as possible unless you have feedback. Unless you have actual data. Clovis has turned me into a complete nerd and I'm kind of not upset about it. I love data. Give me all the data. Let me think of all the correlations I can come up with with things. You need data. You need to know. All of your pontificating and imagination and risk analysis and crisis mindset isn't real. It isn't true. They're thoughts that are, I mean dramatically impacting your actions that's no way to live that's today's episode i hope that it was mildly helpful <laughs> if you like it or you think it could help somebody who has a dream or a project or something weighing on their heart that they want to do but they're struggling to get it done i hope that you'll share this with them and tag me i would love that it would make my week if you feel so inclined like and review reviews on apple are always helpful that's why podcast hosts talk about them all the time but there'll be another show this coming wednesday our yet to be named <laughs> wednesday health adjacent series uh so there'll be an episode on wednesday and then i'll be back again next friday with more of your questions conversations and what have you so in the meantime i see you i love you and i can't wait to talk to you again soon